Hey, this is Scott Hellman, and you're listening to Sound Sessions. I know that I got hand, so baby, please don't hang. Just need you, just need you to talk to. We're here with Scott Hellman. He's playing the House of Blues tonight in Chicago. Scott, how's it going, man? Welcome to Sound really Sessions. Good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, it's great to see you. So how is the ride uh, coming back through Chicago? You're on tour right now. I mean, what's it like, man? Well, your, your, your single hang-ups is picking up all over the, all over the world at the moment. Yeah. Well, what, what's that process like? It's, it's really cool to like, be able to come to the States and, and play songs and actually have you know, people in the audience know your music, which mm-hmm. is like that's something that you know, I think any, anyone wants. You know? yeah. So it's really cool. And um, yeah, I mean, Hang Ups was just you know, one of those singles that I guess got put on enough like playlists and played enough on the radio that um, you know, there's people at the show that like they're like, oh, I know this song. And that's really cool because it feels like something that you can build from. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've been spinning it all day. And it, to be honest, when I was listening to your music, I saw what you look like first, and I kind of judged the book by its cover. I'm like, this guy's going to be singing a lot of punk rock music. Oh, really? And it's a lot of See, heart. That's so funny, man, because <laughs> like I'm from Canada, uh-huh. and I've been doing this for you know a long time. Like I had a single that went platinum, which I released when I was 18. I know I look like I'm 12, but I'm <laughs> 23 now. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's so funny because I feel like I come to the States and people say that, and I'm like, Really? Because I feel like people in Canada are like the opposite. They're like, it's like poppy or it's, you know, okay. you look like younger or something. So it's, I find that really funny. And that makes me feel really good. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I well, love punk music. Of course, man. Of course. So when did you first get your tattoos and everything? When did when did this oh, all come to be? You got a, um, you got a great sleeve going on, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess, but I think I know I'm going to finish it. I have a grand finale. Um, but I, like it. I, uh, I got my first tattoo. I, I can't. I wear tight pants, so, but I got this, <laughs> like, this thing. The sun right there? When I was 18 with my mom, and she didn't tell my dad we were going. Oh, okay. It was on my birthday, and I came home with my mom with this tattoo. My dad was super not okay with it. And the daddy was fine, but that was my first tattoo, so thanks, Mom. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You have some pretty cool parents that got you. Uh, got what was the, I, I guess the inspiration for a tattoo? Like we were, one day you just said, "Mom, you know, I'm feeling it. I want to get a sun tattoo." I don't know. I, I think I just wanted. I, you know what? I I've spent the majority of my life looking. Actually, all of my life looking a lot younger than I I am, mm-hmm. um, and feeling way older inside than I am. Yeah. So I think I really wanted people to think that I was older. I've always wanted people to think I was, I'm older. Mm-hmm. I've definitely always been insecure about that. And I think that was like the motivate, the initial motivation. I was like, if I get tattoos, people will know I am like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I feel you. Um, and then now I'm kind of like, yeah, it's didn't work. So oh. if that's your motivation, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> I'm but sure now I just love tattoos. So I, I don't I, know. I'm sure all your female fans are like, oh, I'm so glad he's talking about his tattoos right now. It's, it, yeah, they love well, it so much. Yeah, I do get asked a lot about it, which uh, I get. I mean, like a lot of my favorite artists have tattoos and mm-hmm. I, I definitely, you know, want to know what, why they have them and what their, mm-hmm. the stories are. So, yeah. so the, the, uh, the tattoo with your mom then that you got, f- first of all, what was the inspiration behind them? Like why, why the sun or is it like it be, between you and it's your mom? It's too cheesy to say. It's like, <laughs> it's some dumb, stupid, like teenage, not that those emotions are stupid, but now that I look back on myself at that time, I'm like. It was it was a solar eclipse, which basically was like when you if you look at a solar eclipse, you go blind, mm-hmm. um, which we know because um, anyways, I won't get into that. But um, so the whole idea was like in order to 
like see the truth you have to hurt yourself in the process okay which i think is a very real thing but i also i don't know if that's necessarily how i feel anymore but i'm I'm glad that i have that because it's a reminder of like that thought in that time when i really thought like you know i have to really put myself through the ringer and go through a lot of stuff and like you know be willing to receive a lot of pain and suffering to get the things that i want Mm -hmm. um which yeah, I guess is true. I don't know. Man, you are a deep, <laughs> deep old soul, aren't Let's you? Let's talk about other Jeez, things. Jeez, Scott. Like, well, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you, you know, you talk about uh, curing yourself a lot in your music, too, mm-hmm. which which I kind of think goes hand in hand. I mean, a lot of music artists who are putting their words to a page, it's a vulnerable thing to do, to put your feelings out to for for some hundreds of people for some at a bar 10 people for you thousands of people uh you know how how does that kind of release or i guess in a few words cure you when you're putting your songs out there to the world well the funny thing is is i think firstly whether or not you you become cured i think is sort of irrelevant i think the, the process of trying to cure yourself is something that's really beautiful because um I think it's what everyone's trying to do. I mean, in some way or another, we're all trying to better ourselves or, you know, get rid of trauma or, you know, figure out who we're going to be in the future. And um, I just, I think that that's a really profound thing to share. And, um, you know, to be able to do that and receive, um, you know, receive love for it and also have people say, I'm going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like that um, shared grief and shared suffering is, I think, like what, what makes art beautiful oh, so i, I think that's really special and, and i've always really tried to attune myself to that sort of wavelength because um i think that's where really special uh, moments come from and i don't think it always has to be like you know super deep or difficult i think you know you could write a song about you know things that might seem flippant but mm-hmm. um that can also be you know trying to cure yourself i guess i, I don't no, know that's yeah I, I totally get on the same wavelength of where you're cool. going with that that's it's true because you, your music does speak to a lot of people and i'm sure that a lot of people reach out to you and say you know how much you have changed them or you've helped them through tar- to, uh, difficult times yeah and I myself if i'm feeling blue i want to hear the saddest like dashboard confessional song or i want to hear the saddest like you, you know cat stevens music or something mm-hmm. just to make myself feel that pain a little bit yeah for sure yeah but and i also think like it's so funny because uh, i was thinking about this recently like my first record was you know there was definitely some some sad not sad but i guess more sentimental and uh, there was definitely some angry songs on it, but most of it was pretty cheerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I was going through a, a really hard time at that point, and a lot of the music was me trying to overcome those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a little older, and I wrote a, a proper album. And I think at that point, I was really able to go like, okay, no, I'm going to address this. Like, I'm not going to sort of hide from these feelings. Like, I really want to figure out what's going on. Um, and even if I fail, at least I, it was an attempt at trying to figure something out. So yeah, yeah. I feel it. That's 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 awesome. So you're Thanks. playing tonight here at the House yes. of Blues in Chicago. You, uh, I'm guessing, is this your first time to Chicago? Have you been here before? Been here uh, four times, I think. Wow. Like that. So Man. I went on tour with Walk Off the Earth. Yeah, a, I was reading up on ago. that. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, that's awesome. They're, they're amazing. I think that was like, I don't. 2015. 2015. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, 2015. So we went across the states. That was my. That was like one of my. That was my first tour here, mm-hmm. and it was just me and a guitar and a loop pedal. And I started that tour one kind of person, and I 
finish that tour a completely different person because <laughs> I mean getting up on stage in front of like 2,000 people every night with a guitar and a yeah. loop pedal and just your songs really um, it, it strips everything down to like you have to ask yourself who are you and and like what are you gonna do yeah you know so that was pretty cool that that really shaped me as a person so yeah this amazing country has really you know made me who I am and mm-hmm. And I'm very thankful for that. Well, we're happy to hear that. And, and I'm not going to stop you and, and pause this for too much longer. You're here in America, and we know that Canadians are good drinkers. Uh, we, we, yes. do, we do a segment here on this show when we take a look at your favorite uh, drink, your favorite spirit. Your, it could be anything from you know kiwi juice to whiskey and rye. And today, your favorite drink is the gin and tonic. Well, That's your favorite. It is, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, my... So I love my grandfather and I'm so my my whole family's British. Um and can I how racy can I get here? I get <laughs> you can racy. get as racy as you want. But man. I remember so there was always gin in the house. Mm-hmm. Um because my grandfather would would you know always buy gin when he was like when he would come visit us in Canada because mm-hmm. it was me, my brother, my mom, my dad. Um my parents were British, but everybody else was back in England. So my, my grandparents would come visit. My grandfather would always buy like a massive bottle of gin for himself. So because he loved to love to drink gin. So Don't you love grandpas, by the, the best. way? So he, there was always gin in the house and I would go and when I was young, like you know, you go in your parents' liquor cabinet and you try things. I mean, no, I never done that before. Mom and Dad, <laughs> I've never done that. I'm you know, you take little <laughs> sips or whatever. Oh, of course, right? Of course. So that was That's always what was there, and I just loved gin. I always loved gin, and um, now you know, if, like I go visit my grandfather, he comes here. We always that's the thing we do. We sit down, we have a gin together, and it's just, it just makes me. It, it really makes me reflect on my heritage. It's like I feel like a British Canadian, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we never got rid of our queen, so. Oh, that you know, very so true. So you got to stay true to the Canadian Commonwealth and everything. <laughs> well, Scott, I'd be honored if you and I could share a gin. I would love to. All right, you, uh, I'm going to pour this for you real quick. Why don't you tell me about you know just uh, just your journey from uh, you know playing probably open mics and going yeah. through this whole system of music, the highs, the lows, and now playing here on the stage. What were those early days like when you were when you were doing? Uh, uh, concerts in in local pubs and stuff. Um. Well, I mean, I got, I like the first thing I did was I put music online because it's pretty hard to like get gigs when you're like you know whatever they're fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like nobody really wants to book you because they have to kick you out like of their bar after you've started playing and there's not really a lot of like places to go play for crowds so yeah i just put stuff online and and um and i got recognized through that but um you know i didn't get like i didn't get the record deal where they were like okay you're we're gonna put you on the radio in six months they were like we want you to be a songwriter and and be an artist because we know you're a weird kid and you like to like make art and you're into that stuff so i was really lucky for that reason and so i played a lot of shows um I remember the first proper show I played was in this little cafe. Thank you. Yes. Cheers, my friends. Thank you, Treaty Oak here in Chicago. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man, you make them strong. (laughs) This, to be honest, I don't really drink a lot of gin. So this is kind of like my first foray into gin. So I don't know how much you... Your first mistake is the Perrier. Okay. Yeah. Tell me what I did wrong with these. You got to get tonic water. (laughs) Tonic water. And your second mistake is you got to get fresh 
thin slice of lemon. Okay. The, I, I knew we were missing something. It's okay. No, no. It's, Blame Ryan. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm very thankful, but I'm just... I'm, I'm, it'll, Tonic water, yes. the lime, the gin. But is the gin okay at Lemon, least? Le, not lime. The lime. Sorry. My, I'm so my grandfather. <laughs> um, but yes, that's very important to me. Yeah. Sorry. What's your grandpa's name? His name is Alan. And Alan. he's an, one of, probably my favorite person in the world. Mm. Yeah. Grandpas just have that effect on people. They you, do. You know, it's just you learn from from them because I was actually listening, re-listening to Bruce Springsteen's um, "Born in the USA," and yeah, I was like, "What Why? a great album! What an amazing album!" But a lot of his songwriting, I'm like, you know, the factory worker, yeah. the life where it's getting tough and you just rise to the top. And I was thinking, why does he write this way? And he devotes a lot of it to his mom and his dad and his like Catholic upbringing. Yeah. And I would have never seen that. I just thought he was a low life dude who lived in an alley, ends up never worked in a factory. Right. So and he, and he didn't really know how to drive until he was like I think twenty, like he when he was old, like after Born to Run. Yeah. Isn't which that is crazy? Just so funny to me. Yeah, it's 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 pretty weird that, that you can soak up that kind of artistry and put it into music. Whether it yeah, well, I mean, Bruce, I think the really, I think the really like mystical thing about Bruce Springsteen is how well he captured America. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a kid who grew up in Canada, um, that was like my access to that um, myth. Like, I didn't really know a lot about what. America was all about and how it was different from Canada but that whole myth of like you know running away from the small town to go to the big city or like you know that song Atlantic City where he like he's like I gotta do some bad things because I need some money and he's like talking to his wife and like the hardships of of the working class like the, uh, that that is such a what a profound artist anyway yeah, sorry yeah the gin makes me ramble about Bruce. <laughs> no i like it i like it. I, it this is the reason why we do this because i think people kind of let down their guards a little bit when we're, yeah. we're just hanging out and just having a, a nice strong gin from, uh, from a, a strong one <laughs> if you guys need a strong gin come here cheers to that uh so what kind of albums did your mom and dad or your brother or sister or whomever put on when you were growing up that you're thinking wow you know instead of becoming that factory worker maybe i could be a music artist yeah um i didn't know like i i i knew i wanted to be an artist before i knew i wanted to be like a musician because you know i i loved writing and i loved i just loved art in general but um you know, my parents. Grew, I grew up on like on like on a lot of British '80s music, like Duran Duran, The Cure, a band called Imagine, um, just like weird, like mostly like disco sort of stuff like that, um, and like Robbie Williams. I love Robbie. <laughs> yes. So, you know, yes. I think when I was about maybe 16, um, maybe probably a little younger than that. I, you know, you, you go through that thing where you're a teenager and you're like. I don't want to be anything like my parents. Mm-hmm. I want to be my own person. So I rejected all that music. I was like, that's all crap music. Mm-hmm. And then I, I love like Canadian bands like the Tragically Hip, um, you know, Neil Young, oh, Leonard yeah. Cohen, all that kind of stuff. Where my, and my parents were like, I don't know what this is. Like, this is not, this wasn't our music. So um, I think that really shaped my musical identity, like grabbing onto all that Canadian music. And then when I came back around, I was like, oh, these guys aren't so bad. They're mm-hmm. just normal people like everyone else. I started going back and listening to all those records that I grew up on. And I'm like, that's, I think the cornerstone of my musical identity is probably more that British music than anything else. Interesting. You know, you can see little bits and uh, flavorful tastes of your of that into your music too. Your songwriting is so interesting and so intricate. And you know, when I'm listening to your music, it's almost like the songs kind of write themselves. You know, um, when Thank you're you. yeah, it's it's just, it's 
just relaxing, uh, cool pop music. And, and and I'm, but when you're writing these songs, are you working on these beats? Are you putting the songs first or the lyrics first? I suppose. And I know that's a classic cliche, cliche question, but yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me, I know my strong suit is lyrical content. Like I'm just, I know I'm a better songwriter than I than I am other things. That's like definitely my my forte. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have to be in the room because I, I have to know what I'm writing to. Yeah, and that's what I love about a great producer. I mean, a great producer can can look at you and sense what you're feeling, and they can make a, a, a you know the start of an idea that's like someone hands you that canvas, and you're like, that's the exact size of the canvas that I want to paint on today, and yeah. it's 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 a really. Um, it's just a really good special thing. So I love just I love collaborating too because I also really think music is so like naturally a shared experience. Mm -hmm. Like you know, writing or um, even painting is a very solitary art form. I think, but music is essentially like how we communicate with each other. So it's kind of weird to write a song by yourself. Yeah, I mean it's cool. It can be really profound. I mean I've obviously done it and usually like not usually mostly it doesn't work but sometimes it does work and a song will end up on a record but yeah there's nothing like sitting across from someone and being like yes we both understand this idea and we're gonna make it happen yeah, so sp speaking about that we can't go through this interview and not mention that alessia cara uh collaboration oh that yeah she did yes. oh my gosh that blew me away thank you yeah so how did that come to be um well we did a thing together i think it was like a festival some show and our moms were both there mm -hmm. And they became friends. I guess, you know, like, I guess they both have similar, like, their kids are doing similar things. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. You know, traveling the world and, like, making music for a living. Not really what most kids are doing. Right. Most kids are going to summer camp, going to college. Yeah, so I, I think they hit it off just by that similarity. And um, so then me and Alessia just became friends through that. And um, I just had her number. And we started these hotel sessions. And I was like, you know, it would be really cool to just do a song with her. And then I instantly thought of that Whitney Houston song. I don't know why too. I was just like it's that amazing. song. Um, One of the greatest songs of all time. I yeah, it really, really is. Actually, it's so cool. The people that wrote that song commented on the video. Wow. Saying thanks for singing like our song. And I was like, dude. I mean, if, you haven't, too much. if you haven't watched it, you got to check out this, uh, the hotel sessions um, with Scott and Alessia. I mean, it's, it blows you away to hear your voices because they blend so well. Is it, is there going to be more? I just don't want to drink in the microphone. You know when people. Anyway, sorry. What? <laughs> well, things. I think it sounds like really nice. I love the clanging of the yes. glass that you can hear. So it's really drinking. You don't want to do that in the microphone. Um, like a cup of soup or something. Yes, there will be more. Uh, we have another one that we just put out with Johnny Orlando, who's a great um, wow. singer uh, yeah. in Canada, and I mean he's an international singer, but he's from Canada as well. Um, and we have a super exciting guest coming up that I can't mention because oh. it's got to be a surprise but like seriously when I got the call from this person they called me in a car and I was like I was like unable to speak properly <laughs> so it's huge yeah really exciting so stay oh. tuned go to my channel and subscribe man now I'm kind of Randy Jackson from American Idol no okay dang it I knew I just thought I'd give it a guess <laughs>
Well, that's awesome, and you have, you have so many cool things on the horizon. I can't believe, like, the, from the uh, the amount of work you did with Bungalow, and then um, you put out uh, the Hang Up session, and Hang Up session, I'm mixing up my things. Yeah, it, it must be the gin. Yeah, no, it is the gin. It is the gin. I made yeah. these way too strong. Um, but, you know, where do you, where do you see yourself going in the next couple of years? Like, what's going to be the moment when you're like, holy smokes, I made it? Um, yeah, I think I'd love to be able to just do like a, a really nice big headline tour here in the States. Um, but uh, I don't doubt that whatever comes my way will be, you know, what what's supposed to come. Like, I, I don't really necessarily believe in some kind of planned future, but I just believe like you, if you care about something enough, that's all you can do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, you just got to keep pushing forward and wherever the world takes you it will um so yeah but i have goals and i try to try to keep them like um i guess not too defined because i feel like um it's it's more interesting to 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 end up places than it is to go like this is where i want it to be because that's that's gratifying for a sec but it's i find it way more interesting to be like whoa I really didn't think I was going to be here. Like, this is wild. Just taking that journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, when, uh, and thank you again for your time today. This is No, has been, anytime. Dude, you, you brought the gin. I'm here. Like, <laughs> let's go. It's all good. This is very introspective, and I love the way that you look at your life and music. Um, there's a lot of people who are sitting in their basements, in their parents' basements, in their bedrooms, writing songs on their guitar or their piano, who are young, and, you know, they look up to you, and they want to get to the point where you are. What's that little nugget of advice that you can give them? It's so hard, man, because there's so much life, you know? There's so much life to live. And I think the thing that I really believe is, like, I never said to myself, I want to be, like, I never said I wanted to be famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it would be cool, but I ne- that was never a goal. And I never really thought, hey, I'm going to be, like, a singer mm-hmm. or, you know... I'm going to be this or that. I, I really think that like if you pay attention to life and you are like a student of life and you're intrigued by life um, and you just try to better yourself as a person, that's way more important than like becoming, you know, this or that. Yeah. And I think if you do that, if you, if you, I think if you really make yourself a project and you work really hard on that, um, whatever you want will come, you know, like I really believe that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, just work really hard. Whatever you want, just work really hard. Man, have you ever thought about being like a philosopher? No. Or like a college professor? No, I'm scared <laughs> of that. I, I did, I did really love philosophy in high school, but I, I, uh, I, I, I'm too, I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I've been told I'm sometimes I ramble, so that's probably why. <laughs> All right. Well, last question, and this is an easy one. What do you think about that Game of Thrones ending? Um, look, I feel like it's hard because <laughs> the problem with TV is like these are he- real human beings mm-hmm. that are like acting. It's not just like a book. You could write, you know, you could like a it's not it's not fictional because there's real human beings and i get that like they had to wrap up the show yeah yeah. so i I don't think they started the show up being like you know what man we're gonna make this ending suck Mm -hmm. they were like Mm -hmm. they were like we're just gonna make the best show possible so i kind of go like i loved i enjoyed the show so much Mm -hmm. i wish the ending could have been extended a bit but it's cool like 
you don't watch a show for the end. You watch a show no. for all the great moments that it gives you. Yeah, this that's a but, great yeah, through line. Yeah, the end sucked. <laughs> like, it kind of sucked. I feel you on that. I know. I feel the same exact way. But you know what? It, it's, a, it's the through line of this interview is much like the Game of Thrones. It's just a journey. Right. We're just it, trying it's to just find a the journey. End. But I really wish that Bran was the Ice King. That was like my that ultimate been nice. hope. But mm-hmm. that... that you can only dream. You can only dream. And we everybody. can all just pretend that it ended differently. True, too. true. We pretend things all the time. Yeah, nobody, I mean, if you, if people, a lot of people haven't watched it yet, you could just tell them that's, that's the ending. Right. And that could be it. Yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you more than ever. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us here on Sound cheers. Sessions. Can we get a cheers? Boom. Thanks, buddy. Sorry for the rambling. Thanks for the gin. <laughs> Can't get enough of Sound Sessions? Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at SoundSeshPod, and check us out on Instagram at SoundSessionsWGN.